Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? I hope you're fine. I hope you are good. Um, I really hope your week has been going um, really well. So how was um, Nicole's story? How was it? I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, please, once again, I would really like us to just appreciate Nicole for being um, very brave. You know, it's like I said, it was her first time and she did an excellent job. And um, it was such a powerful, powerful, powerful story that she shared. And um, I'm really grateful. And I really hope to hear from a whole lot of us, right, about, um, you know, just general topics. You understand? It doesn't have to be a personal experience. Just like Nicole shared, it was just, you know, her her findings from scripture how it just resonated with her so you could do that too you get just a bible story that you remember or you know even somebody's story that maybe you have permission to share that would be really really awesome so why not right our dear tyler is always open for that and i'm sure the other tylers around the world would really appreciate hearing your own perspective about certain things and um if it's a very private story um you know, I do really, really well to give you a good alias so you could keep all the private information to yourself, right? They don't need to know who you are in person. But then the the, the most important thing is that your story just encourages somebody, right? And somebody um, begins or tends to believe in God a lot more, you know, has hope. Um, hope is built. Faith is built, you know. And people's lives just experience that turnaround. I think that's the most important thing. So um, I'd really love to hear from you. And so, yes, I know that on Monday is my birthday. Um, I'm not sure that I really want to do a birthday post. Um, particularly for the fact that I don't even know what I'm going to say. So maybe I'll just, you know, leave it all out for anyone that just wants to share something. Um... But I'm still thinking about it till once I figure it out, right? Anyway, so um, like so today's Thursday, and then um, you know we've started considering a series on um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and last week we actually discussed on love. You know, the topic was you know um, what's your favorite fruit, and part of the things that we came to understand is that love actually just you know encapsulates almost every other part of the fruits of the spirit you get there's an extension of love it's like those other parts of the fruit of the spirit the ones mentioned after love are just extensions of love so they're like examples of love in certain ways and so today we're going to talk about the second part and the second part is joy um now to be honest um having to do a little study on the fruit of the spirit i came to the realization that defining a lot of these things defining these things um is a lot harder than i expected a lot harder than i expected um like how do you define love how do you define joy how do you define peace they are a little bit harder than i thought um and i always and i always always try to establish this with all of us before you know, I go deep into any topic that I'm not an authority in any way on any of these topics, but then I'm just sharing my own viewpoint um, 
that I believe is right. And, you know, I also stand to be corrected. I just believe that they reflect kingdom principles as much as possible. Right? So this is not me claiming to be an authority. Um, I'm not here to correct any notion. Nah. I'm just, you know, sharing what I've either experienced with God or, you know, seen in life generally. So, um, I think I established, you know, last week and I was like, um, we must know that the fruit of the Spirit is beyond what God demands of us, but what He works in us. You know, most times, um, people tend to think like, okay, the fruit of the Spirit, um, hey, Nicole, have love, you know, have joy, you know, or, uh, hey, Henry, um, you know, make sure you have self-control today or something like that. Um, as much as it's important for us to have all of those reminders, um, when you think about a fruit, it comes from a seed, right? And as that seed is nurtured, right, it grows into a plant. And because of the good nurturing of that plant, it pro- produces something, and that's what we call fruit. And inside that fruit are other seeds that are also capable of reproducing that very same fruit, that very same fruit. So it's not necessarily a thing that is demanded, right? So God is demanding us to love, yes. God is demanding us to have joy. Beyond just having all of those um, notions where ah, God is demanding us to do some certain things. Those are These are the things that would be um, reflected in a person, right? That has allowed the spirit of God to work in him. And so it's okay to note that, wow, okay, there's some things that are missing. I don't have all of these um, fruits reflecting in my life. And it's perfectly fine. It's all about you being open enough for the spirit of God to do what work out those things for you. Right? Very important for us to understand that. So at least it, it gives us you know this notion or gives us this perspective that um there are things that are generally produced and not um you know automatically demanded from us right so god wants to work out these realities in us so when you see somebody expressing the fruit of the spirit right it's because the spirit of god has been able to nurture the seeds which are his inside the life of the individual, right? And then the person now begins to reflect the nature of the spirit, right? Reflects the nature of the spirit. Um, so it means that there are a whole lot of things that need to come into you. Jesus said that um, by their fruits, you would know them, right? Uh, what comes out of a man is not what defiles the man, but what comes into the man. So it means that, you know, scripture also says that... Um, guard your heart with all diligence right because out of it are the issues of life um the things that are deposited in you are the things that produce the outward workings that people experience right so a man that has a generous amount right or a generous deposit of the spirit of god within him right or her would literally reflect these things we reflect these things so it's very important for us to note this that 
as much as their demands they're also workings of the spirit in us so um so joy is not just something you have but it is something that is worked on by the spirit of god right it's not just something you have right it's something that naturally built it will get to the point that you are you are flawlessly expressing it right you're flawlessly expressing it it becomes more like a reflex action because it has become part of you it has become part of you um so it's not just something demanded but then it's something worked on so let me try in my best way possible my best possible in the best way possible to define or rather explain what i've understood as joy joy is not necessarily excitement but excitement is just an expression of joy so what is joy um joy is the satisfaction received or derived from seeing the best come out of others or a situation it is the satisfaction that um contentment of seeing um, the best coming out of something or coming out of someone where you are particularly elated um, for for a certain thing or for someone so for instance let me use a very uh, relatable um, instance in the Bible, when Peter and John were, you know, they they went to the temple to pray. After they healed the man, and then they were called by the elders, you know, the Pharisees, I guess. They were called by them. And, you know, after they were demanded not to preach in the name of Jesus, and they were flogged, they said that they went back rejoicing. Now, that's kind of like... Um, it's very hard to, you know, grasp. Why should somebody be especially elated about being in pain? About being in pain. And then they now said that um, they, they derived joy, right? Or they went back rejoicing because they were counted worthy to be persecuted for Christ. So it means that the joy didn't come from the situation itself. You know? The joy came from the satisfaction of another person so jesus was glorified and it's like um i know it feels terrible to hate me but you're hating me for doing something good right for someone good it's like man you know there's this saying that says um i think i i i remember it in coming to america where the, the funny pastor was talking after that beauty beauty contest and all. He was like, um, and if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right or something like that. Right? So, um, it's almost in that sense. Like, if doing good is perceived as wrong, like, I'm going to keep on doing it to get... My joy comes from the fact that I've done good. I wasn't persecuted or punished for doing anything necessarily wrong a person got healed because i preached in the name 
I have brought joy to the heart of the Father, right? Um, I've brought a certain level of satisfaction to this person that I so love and I so adore, right? Um, and um, it's, you know, it's usually reflected in, you know, most of these situations um, where there, there's naturally a demand for a certain um, negative outlook. But then you see beyond it. You're looking beyond the situation and you're like, um, this person is going to receive something out of it. So you see people like Paul um, knowing that going to Rome was going to probably take his life. But he was overjoyed with that fact, knowing that he going to Rome, um, he going to Rome, him going to Rome, him. him going to Rome, I think that's the, the, the correct structure, um, that him going to Rome would be an opportunity for the gospel to be preached to other people. So other people get into um, that same beautiful experience of salvation and he could not actually preach to government officials, you know, get to talk to Caesar about it. He was more concerned about the heart of the person, right? Um that he was pleasing and the probable outcome the salvation of other people and so that's what joy is now when you understand joy from that perspective it's easier for you to allow the spirit of god work it in you even if the circumstances surrounding it are not um pleasing you know they're not favorable for you um joy has a way of looking um at a bigger picture something bigger that's the thing about joy joy sees things in a bigger light right so that's just my own definition of joy i would love to hear yours and like i said that it's not excitement but it's expressed in excitement right and then the excitement has a basis the basis is bringing satisfaction or receiving satisfaction from doing well or um, doing good for someone or for somebody or, or seeing the best outcome in a situation, right? So in Nehemiah chapter 8, right, um, it says, I think the prophet says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, meaning that um, the things that bring you joy have a way of also um, putting strength in you, putting strength in you. Now, uh, probably the, the the closest opposite to joy is probably depression, right? And if if you could, you know, bring out the characteristics between joy and depression, you could, you know, or if you could pick out the the points about depression to be easy to understand um, what joy is, right? So the characteristics of depression it keeps you silent. It, it keeps you in a state of hopelessness, right? You you lose that whole sense of hope, that whole sense of belief that things can get better. Your view becomes so myopic to the situation at hand and that it begins to magnify itself. It becomes a whole lot bigger. Um, you don't tend to see um, the benefit of going through the process. Um, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It keeps you away from... Um, engaging in certain things it weakens you depressed people tend to um, be 
devoid of strength be devoid of strength um so if at any point in time as a believer we find out that we are losing strength right it's probable it's probably because um we have stopped bringing joy to the heart of the father right to the heart of the father the things that bring joy and satisfaction to the heart of the father are the things that fuel strength for us to keep on doing it so think about it when you do something good for someone and the person shows that certain level of appreciation or even if the person doesn't show that level of appreciation but then you see the benefit of your action for the person you see literally working out for the person for instance you find somebody um that is not able to cater for themselves in school and then you're able to help them you know um maybe god used you to supply a specific need and you see that the person is beginning to grow in school and in their career the person called that to you thank you the person is absolutely unaware that you are the person that you're the individual that did it right but then that um, that joy that you see see maybe the person wearing the school uniform or going to class being able to buy the handouts you know writing tests or you know sharing a testimony right it fuels you to do more it strengthens you to do more every time when you face disappointment it has a ripple effect in weakening your passion for more it weakens every zeal in you right so this is what joy does joy is a strengthener joy is a strengthener for us when you feel weak think about the things that would build joy or bring joy in you because the resultant effect of that joy is strengthening for you is strengthening for you um the enemy would always want to steal your joy right there's a part of scripture that says with joy we will draw out from the wells of salvation so it means that like apostle um, Selman always says he says that joy is like a fetcher is with joy that you're able to bring out certain things right like i said when you think about like depression when a man or an individual is depressed right an individual is depressed that person tends not to speak the person tends not to hope again right but then somebody with joy seems to be you know i think the the closest term to it is being optimistic right so the person is very optimistic um and you know tries again you know pushes on pushes on pushes on the a, a joyful person always finds a reason to continue so joy builds strength joy builds faith right um and then joy itself brings healing um the bible says a merry heart doeth good right like medicine but um but a downcast spirit right is weariness to the bones so naturally depressed people tend to be very very susceptible to sickness um even if they're not sick there's just a way that their immune system just gives up on them do you understand so um your joy is a your joy is a source of healing a source of healing um whenever you maybe you've been around people that are you know battling a certain sickness and all part of the things that they always say is that they don't want that whole pity party around them they're like oh no please don't come and say oh yeah can you imagine um, what the person is going through sometimes when 
the, the the strongest moments in their lives are when they are in their joyful state right so when you come over you're excited you're not letting them know how dire their situation is i've been around people that have had um quite um depressing sicknesses right and just seeing that little excitement around them and then you know them drawing from that it tends to um feel like within that moment they are healed there's a strength that comes to them something very unique to them right so i i personally i've really noticed it and um you know scripture also talks about it again a merry heart doeth good like medicine right it has that effect it has that effect it has that effect um you're watching you're you're feeling down and you watch a movie or you you you're together with friends and you guys are just catching fun catching cruise and all within that moment you're strengthened you're strengthened now that's the beauty of joy that's the beauty of joy now these are the workings of the holy spirit in our lives right this is what the holy spirit himself produces he brings us to the point where um irrespective of the situation that we are facing whether it be good or bad whether if it be whether if it be something that um tends to weaken us into a point right he brings us to the point where um we tend to um see life in a different perspective right now one of the major major um foundations of joy is this word called contentment right godliness and contentment is a great thing that is future this thing called contentment i may not have all that i need or all that i desire but i have a certain amount i have certain things are going well for me right so remember i think in the conclusion of nicole's story right the amnesia story i said because our vision is very very limited right whatever we stare at is what gets magnified so instead of seeing like okay oh i don't have this i don't have this but you tend to see oh god has given me this god has given me this god has given me this and you make it an obsession before you right and you're like lord i know i don't have everything that i desire but you've given me this you've given me this it's a fuel for joy contentment if there's one thing that we should really ask god for is that spirit of contentment um i do a little bit of business right um online business and all and there are there are times where um where my profit is really going up and i'm excited and something tells me young guys stop and i'm like no we can go further and then all of a sudden it begins to drop and then i have to lose out more than i could have actually gotten right and at that point i'm like you know if you had just been content with what you had gotten right um you would have had a lot more joy now because of you know certain desires of more 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 i couldn't see what god was doing at that time because i wanted so much more i ended up um losing even more than god had given you get so um that's just an example maybe not the best of examples but i believe it it does um echo in some way right it brings to light so 
Um, so joy doesn't deny the presence of issues, but it focuses on the goodness of God. That's just the truth. Joy doesn't deny that ah oh, there's a problem. Joy doesn't deny that ah oh, there's an issue or there's a challenge now. So when you see people that have mastered the art of joy, it's not people. They're not people that have everything going on well for them. No, beyond that, they have just um, developed the um, that light or that character of seeing God in everything. Of seeing God in everything. Um, as a part of scripture, I think Job was the one that was saying it. He said, even if he slay me, yet will I trust him. Um, Psalms, it says, Yea, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Um, David was saying in the Psalms that, like, I am in the darkest of nights, but I see you. And because I can see you, I know there is hope. And because there is hope, I can have joy. I can have joy. So maybe you're lost in a business, right? You lost something very precious to you. Um, Joy helps you see beyond the situation. And it's very, very important. And how does this apply to, you know, the lives of other people? Um, Your joy right helps other people believe you can't imagine that especially if you hold like a leadership position once your followers see you that you're joyful you've got this full sense of hope and all there's a way that they are strengthened they're strengthened a child would always be weak when they see their parents in weakness There's just something that a merry heart does to us, right? So, um, what are the things that we need to learn, Tyler? That joy has nothing to do with the situations we're facing, but the perspective that we see, the perspective that we decide to hold and to cherish. That's where joy truly lies, right? Um, That joy builds strength, joy builds faith, Joy builds hope and joy helps us draw other aspects of life from the realm of the spirit, right? It's our fetcher, it's our tool. And that contentment, contentment is a precious, precious, precious um, character trait that we need. Contentment. You know, I'm not there yet, but God is faithful. Contentment 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 will be like okay yeah we've not hit the target but we're making progress and wow to your subordinates or your team members people that you're working man we're doing really good we're doing really good i know we keep the perspective of yeah there's a target we're going to reach but man we're awesome we're doing really really good i'm content with where we are but let's keep on pushing ourselves forward right so it's very very important um you know, take out time with God and be like, okay, especially if you notice that you're like the 
oscillatory kind of person you've got this pendulum kind of movement today you're happy tomorrow you're not today you've got this whole joy figured out tomorrow it's you're battling depression you know take our time and pray before the lord and be like father god i really desire this expression of joy something beyond um beyond my feelings and beyond my emotion let it come from my satisfaction in you as a person in my satisfaction in what you are doing in me and through me satisfaction that uh, is derived from the benefit that will come into the other person's lives in the other person's life that as i do all these things right um so yes so that's my my little um expression my little discussion of the whole joy concept and i really hope that um it's uh has been able to shed a certain level of light um for us right so i'd love to you know hear your feedback it's always important to me um yeah and then you know like i said at the beginning do well to share your stories um there are stories i'm sure that i would really love to hear so do well to share your stories so do have a lovely day tyler remember that i love you i believe in you and i'm always rooting for you bye Thank you.